Hey guys, if you enjoyed this episode, please support this podcast by going to talkmurder.com slash join and becoming a Taco Supremo. Konnichiwa, John. Danielle here, and I wanted to see if you can find a story that's not as gruesome as your usual picks, and maybe a little more family-friendly here in Japan. I know you love discussing Japanese torture techniques at length on some of your episodes, but do try your best to find a true crime story that reflects the natural beauty of Japan, its rich history, and friendly people. I absolutely love this podcast, and I'm always telling my neighbors to listen to it. However, they usually just stare at me since they don't speak English and I don't speak Japanese. Love, Danielle. Sayonara. All right, so we have a new Taco Supremo and supporter, Sean. Hey, Sean. Hey, Sean. Sean is coming to us from Maine. Ooh. Oh, cool. Cape Cod. Cape Cod and, is in uh, Massachusetts. Oh, Cape Cod. He's a Cape Cod native. Oh, ah. what part of the Cape, Sean? But he lives in Maine. Very cool. Please send us some lobster. Sean lives in Maine, and he is the Maine. Hey, John, love the show. By far the best out there. Well, that's, that's obvious. Awesome. Oh, thank thank you. you. Stitcher puts your listening totals when you open the app. I have almost 2,000 hours. Kind of sad. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's, he that's says. That's not sad. That's awesome. <laughs> well, yeah. No, he said it's kind of sad. Oh, oh we, yes, we sad. totally support your addiction. We're here to feed your you're at, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's, I, there's no other word for that. We have some Japanese beer and sake and some snacks in front of us. So I'm assuming it's a Japanese story tonight. Tonight we have a special request from uh, one of our good friends, Taco Supremo's Danielle over in Japan. Hey, Danny. Thanks for the snacks. Yes. Send more avocado chips. Yes. We love the avocado chips. Before we get started, I want to say that um, Jasmine up in Canada left us a good comment on the blog. Ooh. And as you guys know, the last story we did with Uncle Stewart and the chicken ranch, mm-hmm. you know, he was from Canada. True. Originally. And we make fun of Canada. And yeah. anyway, so Jasmine says, what the actual freaking fuck is wrong with Canadians? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Now she is Canadian. So and then she says It's okay then. She says OMG, I am so ashamed to be born here. Oh, that's bad. I know that was bad and I felt really bad. Aww. Jasmine, I want to say Canada only seems bad when you don't compare it side by side with Japan. Ah. So Yeah, yeah, there's some pretty gruesome shit that's been happening over there. Yeah, mm. so I want mm-hmm. you to uh think about that as we go through tonight's Story and like every Japanese story, we have our puke bags ready. Yeah, I wish I was on a f- had a fuller stomach. Honestly, I have not done one Japanese story that's like, oh, that was a good story. It's always like, oh my god, and then he rips the skin off his flesh, and yeah, it's just like, what the fuck? Yeah, what's wrong with these people? Honestly, the it, the I mean, there are some things that like really have stuck with me about the torture with that. One girl with a light bulb in Juco her hoo-ha. Oh, yeah. oh, my God. But then, honestly, the picture 
the image of the guy from the the nuclear disaster. Yeah, the nuclear mm-hmm. plant mm-hmm. is still in my mind. That is probably one of it. the most horrific things I've ever seen. Let's look at it. No, no, no. That story you would never hear anyone else do. I'm the only podcast that has covered it. It Brilliant. is the nuclear disaster story, and it's not a murder as someone goes and just randomly kills somebody, but they basically know that he's a goner and try to keep him alive after he's been blasted with four times the limit of what a human body can sustain of radiation. Tonight we are going to Japan. I absolutely love doing Japanese stories. I love Japanese food. I think Mm. they're my favorite stories to do. That in Australia. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We haven't done an Australia story in a while. Mm -mm. Before we get started, uh, Jen is moving into her new house. This is her last night here. Congratulations. And I wanted to cover this story (laughs) because there's something in the story that will give you... Awful nightmares. Oh, God. It's one image. She's such a jerk. It's one image specifically that you'll never forget. And it's it's just creepy. It's, Japanese people are fucking creepy sometimes. You know how they do. Anyway, tonight we are going to Japan. We are going to the 80s, the late 80s, 89. Mm-hmm. The ladies. And we're, <laughs> we're starting with Mari Kono, M-A-R-I Kono. She lives in Iruma Village Apartments. Now go to talkmore.com. I'm putting all the photos on there. I also have pictures of the location so you guys can see what the streets of Japan look like around where this takes place. Can you please describe this girl for us? Um, well, she looks awfully young. She's, I'm, I'm going to say she's like around nine years old, kind of similar to the kid in her last case. Um, she has... Um, shoulder, just above her shoulder length, um, very dark brown hair, black hair with bangs. Um, she looks very sad. Very puppy dog eyes um, right here. Yeah, so that is Mary Kono. She is four years old. Mm. And she leaves her home at the Iruma Village Apartments around 3.30 p.m. on August 22nd, 1989. By herself? Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking, too, when I did this story. I was like, why is she walking by herself at four? I, d- I didn't even know how to walk at four. And she's, like, leaving the house, like, see you later, Mom. Is Gotta she... go to work. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, is she heading to work? She's oh, wait. four years oh, wait. old. What the Duh. fuck? <laughs> what is she going to do as a four-year-old? <laughs> They, I thought you were talking about her mom was leaving the house for no, some reason. This four-year-old girl walks out of her par- apartment. Oh, she is okay, four okay. years old. Got it. Okay, she's going to go sew some Nike sneakers. Yes. Got it. That is fucked. Yes. But probably <laughs> the truth. She is four years old. She walks out of her apartment at 3.30 p.m. on August 22nd, 1989. She walks out of her apartment by herself. There is no adult at all she's four years old there's no one in her apartment there's no adult present in her apartment so she's left by herself yeah she left by herself she's going ah. to play so she, she i didn't even know that like four-year-olds could reach the door handles yeah no kidding well she probably went out the doggy door possibly it's a good point i mean maybe shit that's what i was thinking when i did the story is like four years old 
I was like, is that right? I had to double check it like seven times. I mean, that would be like my niece doing that. Like she can, she could walk out the door, but like she wouldn't know where the hell she was going. When do kids learn to walk? When they're like one. Oh. I mean, they're still in diapers. Yeah. At four? No, no, no. Well, I mean, (laughs) some kids. (laughs) Lord. She's walking along by herself on the side of the street and a man in a Nissan Langley pulls up beside her and he says, quote, these are this is from his own words. Obviously, he got captured. Quote, wouldn't you like to go somewhere where it's cool? Oh, yeah, it was in August, so it was probably hot out. As you'll see, the man isn't really intimidating. He doesn't. I mean, he looks creepy. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, to a kid, what does that look like? You know, exactly. Like, yeah. Does he have some candy too? You know. Well, hey. So he gets out of his car and she grabs his hand, and as she's skipping along beside him, because she's four years old, oh. they walk back to his car and get in. Well, weren't you saying that that Danielle said that like parents will leave their kids in the in the cars when they run into the stores in Japan, like mm-hmm. it's not a big deal. Yeah, like that. It must be a culture thing because I couldn't imagine leaving a four year old unattended for any period of time. You know. Yeah, that's true. All right, so now they're in this car and they drive towards the Musashino Bridge. And I'm probably going to pronounce everything in this story wrong. I'm just letting you guys know now. I hope you guys don't mind. And this is on National Highway number 16 near western Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Where is where is Danielle at? Um, she is south of Tokyo. Um, like I think it's like eight hours away. Oh, it's, shit. It's far, yeah. So the car veers off to the right to... It's a Kukachi. Fuck, I don't know. I'll put the map on talkmer.com, but shit, I can't pronounce these things. Anyway, it's an isolated dirt road near the Shintama power station. So Mari and this guy, this stranger, they're going down this little hiking trail, but it's completely isolated this time of the year. You know, it's it's kind of way back out in the forest, uh-huh. not the suicide forest. I was just going to ask that, yeah. Yeah. We should go there. No. Why? Absolutely not. Oh, my God. What do you think? There's like some spirits there. Absolutely. I just don't want to go. That is so bullshit. It's the same thing as like the Golden State Bridge. There's a lot of people that kill themselves off the Golden State Bridge. It yeah, doesn't mean it's not, fucking they're not, haunted. They're not left hanging. It's just somewhere to kill yourself. It's it's like somewhere to go to do the deed. It's not some, you know, evil spirits floating around. I don't want to go to a place that's called that. I just don't. I'm just saying. They're on this isolated dirt road. There is no one around whatsoever. And this is coming out of the killer's own words as he retells the story. He says that she started to sniffle and cry. And then he puts his hands around her neck. Now, she is four years old. And he squeezes, squeezes, squeezes her neck until the life comes out of her body. That's how he describes it. The life force comes out of the body. And then she obviously goes limp. She's dead. And what's really chilling, if that's not chilling enough, 
Only when she was dead did he undress her and start fondling uh, her. No. He t- oh. Yeah, this is fu- this is a Japanese story. What do y'all want? Oh, I didn't think we were going oh, the there. Oh, no, break. Either. Gosh. I didn't think we were going. Is is there is is pedoph- what else is pedophilic he do with a- necrophilia a spe- its own term? Necropedophilia. Yeah. I just made that up. It sounds right. Sounds good. I, I, I'm going to need some more of this this alcohol. We're literally doing a Japanese story. I I warned you guys earlier this week. Remember I said you we're going to do you did. a Japanese story and we're also going to oh, do did say that. A, a story that I was going to cover tonight. And I started researching it and I was like, no, it was the mutilator. That's the, oh, the guy. Yeah, His yeah, name yeah. is the mutilator. So I started researching it and just the little information I could find on it, I was like, whoa, this is, this cannot be true. Like this guy, this is the craziest story I have ever heard. So I was like, fuck it. I got to find like some sort of book or something. And I found a book on one of these weird, rare book sites and I, I'm getting it shipped. It should be here soon. But it was like a book, like a a, a rare oddity book oh, that cool. details Kinda the like story. Kind of like that shop you guys went to that time? Yeah, so the, I, I guess the guy was go really there. close to the case. But it's such a, it's such a weird story. It's completely fucking weird. Wow. It's so crazy. I was like, dude, this is nuts. Anyway, so I wanted to do that one and then this one right here, which... You looking back, I should have saved this for Halloween, as you'll see in a second. But oh, this one? Yeah, this one that we're doing uh, now. Uh, oh, this one, dude. You think that was bad? Holy shit! This gets really bad. <laughs> this okay. Is, Halloween's on a Saturday this year. Woo! All right. So this was the first murder, according to him, and his name is. I'm gonna pronounce it once. I can pronounce his last name. I've. Did that a few times. I practiced today, but his first name still gets me. Sutomu Makaya. Maka, well, maybe I can't pronounce his last name. Tsumu. Tsumu. Tsumu Makayakis. Is it a Makiyasaki. And this is him right here. If you want to describe what he looks like, Nicole. This guy actually looks like he would do this stuff, to be honest. Um, he kind of reminds me of the guy um from The Hangover, but a little younger. Oh yeah, he yeah. does look like the guy and from like The Hangover. A, a longer, shaggier hairstyle. The guy, you know, I think he's actually a Ken doctor in, yeah. in real life or yeah. something like that. So this is him right here, Su- Sutomu Makayasaki. But he's younger than I expected. He would be. He he looks like he's like maybe in his mid twenties. Yeah, they all look the same to me. I'm just gonna be honest. He looks young though. And but. you know, I, I'm pretty sure these. I'm pretty sure Asian people are like these Americans. They all look the same to me. Oh yeah. No, it, so. it, that's a that's a thing. It's a cultural thing. He doesn't look like necessarily a kind man. He does kind of give me the creeps. Like I don't know. He doesn't look like... Oh, you're about to get the creeps, I'm telling you right now. I don't get that. I get that he looks... I mean, a little, but he looks like a student, maybe. Like a nerdy <sighs> college kid, perhaps. You know? Because he's got big glasses. All right, that is Sutumu Makiyasaki. I'm going to call him... 
the rat man from now on. The Ooh. rat man? The rat man. Because as we'll talk about at the end of the episode, the rat man made him kill. Oh boy. Like Ninja Turtle Rat Man? He's also known <laughs> as he's also known as the Ataku murderer, which means the little girl murderer. Oh. So he has killed four small girls between the ages of four and seven. Oh, Jesus. In uh, Japan in 1989. All within one year. Well, yeah. So, hmm. yeah, all within the year. Gotcha. Now, here's kind of how I'm doing this story. We covered his first victim, which we're going to get back to in a little bit. Okay. Remember, her name was Mari, M A R I Kono. I'm going to come back to her. Right now, I'm going to go a little bit into his arrest, and you'll see why, because I want to show you what they found in his apartment, and that's going to kind of build his background, and then we're going to go straight through the other three murders. He's killed four that we know of, and then we're going to finish with, you know, what happened to him at the end. Okay. All right. I'm a little worried about the skeletons in this guy's closet. (laughs) Whoa. Well, we know there's at least four of them. Yeah. Police finally figured out that this was the guy that was doing it. And when they searched his apartment after they arrested him, they found 6,000 videotapes of child pornography. Oh, oh my gosh. There the scenes. There was also slasher films and hentai Japanese cartoon porn stacked to the ceiling. This is a photo right here. Go to talkmore.com to see this. This is literally insane. I don't understand. I mean, obviously, like, it's a cultural thing, but I don't (gasps) understand. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, you see that uh, black and white picture right there? He's like a hoarder of it. Do you see how many tapes? That's all the evidence they collected. Is That That is 6,000 tapes of child porn. So I have a question. (laughs) Those 6,000 tapes, were, were these... Child pornographies that he produced, where like where no, no, any no, of no, victims, no. or it was just stuff it that was, he has collected. It was stuff that he collected. Now I went pretty deep into Japanese porn. <laughs> Wait. <Yeah. laughs> oh, shit. oh my god, your okay. browser history! Like we are absolutely <laughs> this IP address is on FBI's list for sure. Oh fuck yeah. Oh, man. All right. So this guy's got a stash of kitty porn. That is like a scene from Hoarders. Literally. Except the porn version. That is like literally a scene from Jen's room. Ah. That's funny. I knew somebody needed to make that joke. Like there's two rooms full of this shit. Shit. Like the other one looked like a warehouse. Yeah. Oh my that God. was a that's a that's a good that's comparison to a warehouse. All right, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say to your bedroom. No, no. Okay, I am not a hoarder. Let's just put, make that clear. That's what all hoarders say. I'm not a hoarder. Ratman was Ratman. <laughs> I'm also picturing he has a rat tail. Me too. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes, I am too. Well, the all right. So in this huge stack of. Child porn. There's also hentai. Oh wait, what else? I was going. I was talking about Japanese porn, and I got oh yeah, mixed you, up. you went anyway. way, you went way deep into that. Got it. So Japanese porn. What's the difference between Japanese porn and regular porn? The Japanese obscenity laws prohibit its pornography. This is crazy because 
they say that they cannot show genitalia in Japanese porn. What? And if you go look up Japanese porn, you'll see what I'm talking about. So if you're like, I mean, obviously not driving, but maybe you're the passenger or maybe you're at work or something. Just type in Japanese porn and you'll see it's like all blurred out. Oh. Like their sex organs are blurred out. Even today? Even today, yeah. Wow. This is a thing. So oh, it's not wow. it's not so much like, you know, an R-rated movie with a sex scene, but there's like actually that stuff is there, but it's blurred out. Yeah, they're having sex. But it's not simulated the, like an R-rated movie. The organs blurred. are blurred out. And I was researching it because that's what I do. And it's the laws actually only blur out the pubic hair, which is weird. But, you know, obviously that... Has that changed with the times? No. Because a lot of people don't, <laughs> don't have pubic hair yeah, maybe it was at first, but now... Uh, <laughs> there's nothing now to they blur still, back Still, then. they blur it out, even now. So, is that why hentai is popular exactly. there? Because well, you can th- have cartoon genitalia. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get into hentai in a little bit, but this is crazy. Hentai is just the sex portion of anime. Right. Okay. But it's actually really interesting where anime comes from, because what happened in 1945 in Japan? The bomb. Yeah, we bombed the shit out of them, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sorry about that. You remember the Second World War, because we watch all these Hitler documentaries, where these guys would fight to the death and yes. everything. Mm-hmm. The Japanese soldiers that would go fight in the Second World War would bring their own buoy knives with them, so if they got caught, they can you know, stab it into their stomach and kill themselves and die for honor. So how the fuck do we go from that in 1940s to just 20 years later in 1960s when anime started and it's cartoons. And now anime hmm. is one of the largest industries in the Asian culture. It's huge. It far surpasses anything else. And it reminds me a lot of, you know, people like the superheroes over here. It's the same Mm -hmm. shit. But anyway, how do we go from a samurai, um, you know, you can never take me alive, I'll die with honor, to watching fucking cartoons like Sailor Moon and all this shit? It's a complete, if you think about it, it's completely different. What happened is just like in our culture with the Vietnam era and generations coming up and coming up and they... You know, they want to do things differently and they may be pacifist or whatever. They went against the grain of the Japanese culture, which, you know, there's like hardly no freedom over there. So the kids that are going against the grain, that's like a, a bad thing for them. Hmm. And they started reading children's comic books that were made for children because they refused to read the the literature of Japan. So instead of reading To Kill a Mockingbird, they would purposely read kid shit, whatever your kid watches, Blippy. They'd read that shit, ah. but they only read it because they were trying to be different. They were trying to go against the grain. They did that on purpose. The kids did that shit on purpose. And that's where anime comes from. Interesting. It comes from the rebellion of instead of reading To Kill a Mockingbird, they're reading Peppa Pig or whatever. <gasps> Peppa Pig. You know, stuff like that. They're doing that on purpose. Obviously, that's not in their grade level, hmm. but they're doing that to rebel. They're purposely reading children's books in Japan to rebel against their, their uh, you know, their elders. That's a very interesting Isn't way Isn't that to crazy? Rebel. If you think about it, it is. Because 
now that's because that's where the anime culture comes from. It comes from that rebellion, which is so fucking weird to me because if you go back into the Second World War, these dudes were they were fucking samurais, you know? Yeah. They were kamikazes. We had to bomb them twice for them to say, okay. We done. We done. I don't think the uh, term surrender is a term mm. or was a term in the Japanese language. Like, that was not a thing. Right, surrender, right. they didn't know that. It was, if I get to captured, I'm going to fucking kill, kill myself. They actually have a word for that. There's a specific word for stabbing yourself in the stomach and then, like, pushing it up into Oof. your heart. So we went from that to, how do I get talking about this shit? Uh, we're talking about His why of anime porn. was popular. Yeah, so anyway, the rat man was prematurely born to Katsumi and Riko Miyazaki, and he was born in Tokyo on August 21st, 1962. He only weighed 4.8 pounds. Oh, wow. Is that? Oh, that's very, tiny. very small. That's tiny. Dangerously tiny. Yeah, was he born early? Yeah, he was born prematurely, and he was... 4.8 pounds. Yikes. That's like half the size of a normal baby. Yeah. Now we're getting to the picture that I wanted to show you guys. Okay. So, Jen, I'm going to be nice before showing you the picture. And what I want you to do is not look at the, the screen. And I'm going to prepare you for it. Okay. And Nicole's going to see it. So from her reaction, it'll uh, you know warm you up to looking at it. You don't have to look at it if you want. Well, no, you do. You have to look at it. But at least now you can prepare yourself <laughs> and your <laughs> and your mind for what you're about to see. Oh, well, shit. The rat man suffered from a rare birth defect, which caused his joints to be fused together. Now, I want you to go back in your mind before you Wait, see the picture. The, the, just, just listen. Before, the rat man is the killer, yeah, right? Yeah, the killer. Right. The okay. rat man, the killer. Before you see the photo, just go back. To the car where Mari got strangled. <laughs> the hands around the neck. This is his hands. Oh, man. Is it bad? I, it's, it's not what I was expecting. Think of those around your neck. How did he lure a child? Okay, Jen, you can look. Holy shit. <laughs> shit. Wait, does he have two hands on one wrist? They look like a dead person's hands. Go to talkmore.com. Those are his actual hands. This is a disorder. Now, he's not the only one that has it, but it's extremely rare. I uh. honestly can't tell if the the one that's up like this, is that the is that his right the hand. back of his hand or is that no, the front this, of his hand? This do you see how my wrist is bending how? up like this? Yeah. He cannot bend his wrist up. It's physically impossible so for him to bend his wrist up. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, that's his right uh, hand that's sticking up, and the left hand so is that's down the, there. That's the that's the bo- back of his or the bottom of his hand. Oh, the front of his hand. So the palm. palm. Look yeah. at those hands. And every victim tonight had those hands around their necks. So it's like a tell freaking me how, horror movie. Tell me how terrifying that would be. He that would be is. a badass bass guitar player. You know, bass yeah. guitar players have like really long fingers. <laughs> yes. He oh should have just played That's bass, so man. He would have been like the best in the world. Ooh, it's so creepy. So this is the disorder right here. It is a real disorder. Oh, God. Yeah, look at these. 
This is someone else's hands. Ah! Ooh. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, that's creepier than the last picture to me. It's called Marfan syndrome. Oh, Marfan. Is that the one where you're like Marf- giant? Marfan syndrome involves a genetic disorder of the connective tissue typically featured with a physical appearance with elongation of body parts. Yes. It's so fucking creepy, guys. The hand is like twice as long as a regular hand. The fingers, I mean, this guy must be really popular mm. with the ladies, right? Uh, uh, if it's proportional. I mean, yeah. Uh, there was a famous basketball oh. player who had Marfans. I don't remember who he was, but yeah, it makes you like a, like elongated and giant. Jen, look at that. Can you imagine those fingers just rubbing your ah! back? Rubbing down the, the side of your neck, Jen, just real slow. Like maybe just pinch your earlobe. You know, just rub it a little bit, Jen. Oh, you're so cute. Just with those fingers. Stop. It, and that those hands were on that normal looking face? Yes. The, yes, this guy. Huh. And so Was he tall too? No, he's not tall. He's very, very small, actually. But, but the hands He's the rat man. But think about it. He's going to elementary school when he's a, a lad, a small lad, and going through, I mean, you know how it is. Even today, there's bullies and shit, you know? So think about yeah. having fingers like that. Oh, Obviously, yeah. he was not only bully, but he was ostracized. He was actually ostracized by his own family. Mm. His two younger sisters were so disturbed by their brother's appearance that they would cast him aside and ostracize him and... and they wouldn't even look at them. They'd make them feel like shit. Your younger sisters, you're supposed to, you know, be pushing them around. Yeah. And now they're making fun of you. You know what would be badass about having hands like this? What? When you flip someone off, <laughs> it, it's like the super finger. Yeah. They'd be like, well, well put, sir. Well taken. Yes, I will I, go fuck off. <laughs> I cannot argue with that. Wow. I see your point. It's and like, I... boom. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. It's like, it's like, th- it's like a foot long middle finger. Yeah. Oh, oh my like, God. Whoa, you like fall back because like there's wind. Like, <laughs> like, like gust force winds come from when you flip someone. <laughs> <laughs> Not only did he have these beautiful fingers, if you want to read this, Nicole, this is what a former classmate said about him. Oh, God. Oh, God. Sorry. His penis is no thicker than a pencil and no longer than a toothpick. Can oh. micro penis. Oh my god. Not like, only that. Now I'm just picturing one of his fingers as his penis. Oh my god. Like, so, his actually pinky his finger. Pinky. Even that might be too big. Oh my gosh. Did you know that they have they have contests for like micro penis men with micro penises? I would hate to judge that contest. And I, I don't remember what radio show it was. I was in college one time. It was probably it, Howard Stern. I think it was Howard Stern. Yeah, he's he does that stuff all the time. Yeah, like does this, he judge? Yeah, you never watched the Howard Stern show? No, I, I mean I wouldn't want to judge any penis contest. To well, be honest with you, you let alone a micro penis contest. Not only did he have this penis that is what thinner than a toothpick Ah. thicker than a that is no thicker than a pencil well what kind of pencil is it a number two pencil i mean that matters they do have thick pencils yeah that's what i'm saying even still that is not thick enough 
You only need three inches, I heard. And that's uh, that's that is not thickness, though. That's girth. Length. That's... And you know, it's the the uh, motion of the ocean, right? That's what uh, I've heard. Which is total bullshit. Can, can, cannot confirm. Oh, can, uh, uh, that's what guys with small penises always say. That's true. That's true. <laughs> no thicker than a pencil and no longer than a toothpick. Now, not only that, but doctors, when they, um, after they arrested him and they, you know, did all their tests, they found that he had an abnormal hypersex drive. So not only Ugh. does he have a micro penis and fingers that look like Dracula. He yeah. does. That's he, exactly he's, what he's I He's also called the vampire killer. I should have probably mentioned that. Oh. But anyway, not only does he have that and a micro penis, he's got a hyper sex drive. That's like God saying, <laughs> check this shit out. <laughs> <laughs> His father owned a newspaper, which is why you'll see that this guy gets into photography. Hmm. But anyway... His father didn't care about him. His mother didn't care about him. The only person that cared about him was the the grandpa. Aww. All right, so Mr. Miyagi. But he was he was actually a clever kid, and he was doing really well in school. His dream was to become a teacher, and he was going to major in English. And everything was mapped out. Yeah, he was getting bullied and ostracized. He had no friends, and this is at at this young age when he's just sitting in his room alone. That's when he started getting into the anime stuff. And the reason he did that was to just kind of get away from it all. It's like reading a uh, fiction book, you know? Mm, mm -hmm. All right. So the plan was for Ratman to go to university to become a English teacher. But unfortunately, he let his grades slip the final two years. And he ended up ranking 40th out of 56 in this class. Mm. That ain't good. And he blamed his handicap for these failures. Was it because maybe he couldn't write out the letters? He just get, lost himself in comic books and stopped studying. Mm. I was like uh, doing a little research on the schools over there. So think about whatever high school you go to here mm -hmm. in the States. That high school is affiliated with a certain university. Mm -hmm. So the students will graduate high school and all the students will go to that same university. Mm-hmm. I guess that's how they do it in Japan. Anyway, he was one of the only people in his class that didn't receive that university recommendation. Oh, wow. That's Ooh. a big deal. Yeah, it is a big deal, especially over in Japan, because they are very competitive over there yes. compared to Americans. <laughs> We're oh, yeah. Well, they're, lazy um, they're the ones that uh, they literally die from working so hard even mm. in today's age so the rat man became a photo technician now remember his father owned a newspaper at the time called the akikawa shimbum <laughs> shimbum shimbum i don't know fucking whatever anyway so he basically hooked his son up with a uh, photo technician job and he was actually working at a, a printing press that was owned by one of the father's like affiliates so he started doing that and he was pretty good at it as you'll see in a minute he was pretty good at photography but anyway he moves back into his family home where he was again tormented by his younger sisters i know what that's like around this time the thought of suicide kept going in his mind he was like you know what my life blows Mm. 
from that point on, he kind of just said, fuck it, right? Oh, I feel, I'm like, you're you're making me feel bad for this kid. He says, yeah. I tried to talk to my parents about my problems. They just brushed me off. I've even thought a lot about suicide. Now, being ostracized from his peers, both male and female, he had to find that human connection, that uh, mm. let's get it own connection. Oh, you know? okay. Oh, yep. Like a physical connection. And you can't actually, you can't get on Tinder. Not, have, have not in the 80s. Yeah, or at least not have your profile showing your big old fingers. Or maybe showing your big old <laughs> fingers. I don't know. The girls nowadays. So he had to find other ways to do that. So what he would do is go down to the local tennis courts and he'd practice voyeurism, which oh, is, let's yeah. say you spike the ball with your tennis racket. Mm-hmm. Boom. You know, you're coming down. Boom. And then you jump up and your skirt comes up a little bit mm-hmm. and it shows you're like, you know, your panties, mm-hmm. even though they got like poopy stains on them. Babe. Oh, my okay, God. Okay, maybe not. Well, you now jump the tennis up, skirts have shorts built into them, probably. But. You jump up and your panties, you know, show. Mm-hmm. And that's where he films. He zooms in on your panties. And hopefully oh. there's not any poopy stains on them. But he'll film that and then he'll go home and somehow masturbate. We haven't figured out how yet. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Well, glad I put that into your heads. Maybe like a flashlight or something. (laughs) But it'd be too big. Flashlights didn't exist in the 80s. They probably make micro-penis flashlights. I don't know. That's like the micro of micro-penis. They're missing a market right there. But I I don't think that was... They could sell them for the same price and use less material. It it could be... Well, no, I think it would have to be more material because it's such a... It's smaller. It's like a mini flashlight. Around this time, he became obsessed with pornography. But as I said earlier, these Japanese people, man, they cut out all the good shit. Yeah, that's you know? it's you so can't see any booty hole over there. You can't see any boot boots at all. Yeah. They blur it out. Well, they blur out the boots and well, everything. It's like, what the fuck? He got tired of those adult niches with the blurring out, and he started going to kitty porn, hence the 6,000 videotapes mm. in his home. He actually told a reporter after he got caught that uh, they, quote, they black out the most important part. If you want to read this, Nicole, this is a quote by him. This is also what he said about his victims. I felt alone. And whenever I saw a little girl playing on her own, it was almost like seeing myself. Mm, That's creepy. Like many serial killers out there, there's always like a trigger or not always, but sometimes there's like a trigger to make him kill. And police think that his trigger was the passing of his grandfather. Mm. The grandfather was the only person that would talk to the rat man. Uh. The only person. Everyone else would be like, get away from me. You're disgusting. You're deformed. I mean, they would just, you know, people are mean. That is really sad. Including his whole family. All right. So the passing of his grandfather was actually... Really sudden. He didn't see it coming. May 1989, his grandpa passes. The grandpa situation reminds me a lot of... Now, I can't remember what show it was, but we were watching some Discovery show or whatever. Anyway, it had these monkeys, this tribe of monkeys, and there was one kind of frail monkey that was like the child. Everyone else in the monkey club 
Like, <laughs> like basically disowned him. And, made, and this little monkey was sad. He was like sitting by himself oh, on this yeah. bench. And it was like really sad. And the the elder, the grandfather, which in the monkey societies, I guess, like they're the ones that uh, you respect. You know, they're oh. the king of the tribe. They're like anyway, the elders or whatever. This elder monkey took this little you know, frail monkey under his wing. And if he didn't do that, this monkey would have died. He was getting no food or anything. So he took him under his wing. It kind of reminds me of that. That was a very sad Oh my God, yeah. Have you guys watched the Serengeti show? Mm Mm-mm. Oh, you guys need to watch it. It's like a soap opera with with animals in the wild. It's crazy. It's so good. This is the only person that will... Not only respect him, but will talk to him. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine that? Like no one will talk to you at all. And then this guy, the the only person to talk to you is your grandpa. How soon after his grandfather died did he begin? That is a fabulous question. Yes, great question. Got to clap for that. Thank you. Thank you. It was three months later. Wow. Okay, so this yeah. was definitely a trigger. Oh yeah. And not only that, he was so delusioned about his grandpa passing. That when the bones were cremated, you know, I get it. You're sad. So you take some of those bones and, you know, you eat some of them. What? And and you eat some of the ashes. (gasps) Wait. Did I hear you correctly? He ate his grandfather's bones and ashes? Well, he didn't eat all the ashes, but he ate a majority of the ashes, yeah. Oh, my God. What do you do? Do you cook with with them? Like, you can't just, like, put them in your mouth. That's awfully dry. Now, I looked up some theories about this. Like, why would he do this? And there is some Japanese lore out there that suggests that if you eat your loved one's ashes, that is the only way that the body will reincarnate itself after death. Wow. I don't know about that. That's interesting, though, that he was willing to, he, like, he did it. He loved his grandfather that much. That also made me think of uh, nowadays, which I think is very smart. I'm going to do this with our two dogs. But when they die, you can get them cremated, and then they'll mix the ashes up in the tattoo ink, and you can get it a tattoo. That's cool. Yeah, of their oh, ashes. That's so, cool. I'm definitely going to do that. But eating them, I don't know. I'll maybe try it, like a taste, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. Anyway, now after the grandfather dies, like Nicole asked, three months later, boom, starts killing. Mari Kono, the one we talked about at first, she was the first victim. Mm -hmm. And we really think this is the first victim because of how it went down. Mm -hmm. But several days after she disappears, the mother, already in anguish and heartbreak... Because her daughter, which why the fuck did you let your four-year-old daughter walk around by herself? Mm-hmm. Anyway, she gets a letter. This is several days after the daughter goes missing. So police actually automatically treated her as a homicide, even though there was no body or anything. They thought that it was an abduction and a homicide. Even though no one saw anyone taking her or whatever, they just treated it like that. Mm. And actually... You know, I can't make fun of the Japanese police because they actually did a pretty decent job with this, even though, you know, it took them four children yeah. to get murdered. But, you know, whatever. Anyway, the mother, she's already in anguish and depression. She gets a note from 
rat man that was taunting her. No. Yeah. So these are the letters right here that you're looking at. Did you already go over this? How did he get the name Ratman? Was it a self-given name or was yeah, like that his moniker? Yeah, okay. it's a moniker, but that's going to be at the last thing. Okay. I'm just calling him that because it's easier to me pronouncing his name. No, I just, okay. I, I I just think sure. of Rat Tail. That's all I think of. Yeah. The police printed up 50,000 missing posters for Mari. They passed them out to local residents and shops. They even drove around the Every neighborhood in this little prefuncture, that's what they call these Japanese towns over there, prefunctures, mm. and with like a loudspeaker, and they would say, keep your kids close, there's a murderer about. But they, you know, they say it in Japanese. Mm-hmm. But anyway, mm. they did that because they were so worried that there was a murderer, which is correct. Hmm. Anyway, the family started getting letters that were taunting them, and also random phone calls where he would just remain silent on the phone and he would breathe. Oh, my God. That's creepy. And then he would hang up. That's that's some. Yeah, that is that is definitely some Halloween creepy shit. PSA, if you ever want to creep me me out, that's how to do it. All right. So this is what one of the letters that Ratman sent to the family read. Before I knew it, the child's corpse had gone rigid. I wanted to cross her hands over her breast, but they wouldn't budge. Pretty soon, the body gets red spots all over it. Big red spots, like the Hinomanu flag, or like you'd cover her whole body with red hanko seals. After a while, the body is covered with stretch marks. It was so rigid before, but now it feels like it's full of water. And it smells, how it smells, like nothing you've ever smelled in this whole wide world. I've heard about the smell of death, and I really, really, really don't ever want to experience it because I heard it's like the worst thing you can ever smell. Another note came in that said, quote, the devils are about. It's kind of weird. That is weird. A lot of Mm -hmm. the notes that, a lot of the notes that he sent, he would do what you see in movies, like cut out magazine letters Uh, and then like form words. Masami Yoshizawa is a second victim. Go to talkmore.com to see her photo. On the afternoon of October 3rd, 1988, seven-year-old Masami Yoshizawa, she's walking home from first grade class. Lo and behold, there is the Nissan that the rat man is driving. He pulls up and he ruses her in. And it's usually, hey, you know, I have a camera. Would you, you know, you're so beautiful. Can I just take a few snapshots? Like wow. that's how he would ruse them in. And usually they would go with him. Wow. So Masami gets into the car. She gets in the back seat. They're driving along. And then eventually they stop in a secluded area close to where Mari's bones were being baked in the sun Mm. and like the other girl he starts strangling her to death and then only when the life is gone from her body does he strip the corpse Mm. now and then this time he he raped the corpse he had sex with the corpse i wonder if he is um selecting little girls one because they are 
easy. It's probably the only situation which he has the power, you know, to to get someone. Well, he got obsessed with child porn, remember? No, I know. But I'm saying like the psychology behind Mm. why why is he picking up little girls like he can't. A, a grown woman doesn't want him, so he. Right. This is the only way he can lure someone. And I'm almost wondering if the fact that he's having sex with them after they're dead is still because he feels guilty, undesirable to oh, maybe. anyone alive, and he's like so shameful. I mean, it's yes, it's necrophilia and it's rape, and it's you know of a child nonetheless. But I wonder if if it's psychologically tied to him feeling unworthy. Maybe that's a good. That question. is a very, very good point. But I don't know. I just can't imagine those freaking fingers around my neck, dude. Ugh. Anyway, he killed her less than a hundred meters away from where Mari. Now she's bones by now, and you know, out in the sun on this little trail. So God. Now he actually rushed off from this, from this rape. Because the body, even though this was after she died, started convulsing, mm-hmm. almost like a chicken with his head cut off type of thing, you know, which I guess happens. I mean, you still have nerves and stuff at the body, mm. and they, there's still electrical signals. So the body just started twitching, I guess, and then he got fucking creeped out, and he just booked it. Wow. All right. The next victim, Erica Namba. Go to com to see her profile picture. She was lured into the same Nissan, forced to undress. Now, this is actually before death. So, basically hmm. the same thing. Hey, I, I want to take some pictures of you. I'm a photographer. I mean, he doesn't really look like... I mean, he looks creepy to us, but for a child, he doesn't, yeah. you know... His, I mean, his hands. Looks normal. Well, yeah. well, his hands, but... But, but a kid, a, a child wouldn't notice that. Yeah, like, an they adult, may not know. An yeah. adult probably would, but a child... I don't think would. Well, Ratman from a young age learned how to hide his hands. Mm. And a lot of people that met him didn't even know he had those deformed hands. What did he do? Stick his hands in his pockets? Well, yeah, he just kind of like, you know, just hid them from people, you know? Yeah. It's like, I, I, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. yeah. So Always wear long sleeves. Yeah. I, I guess it's the kind of kind of an equivalent you know, maybe, to like women wearing Spanx nowadays. <laughs> Like for me, like I gotta wear Spanx if I'm putting a dress or, on. Or oh, I, I think what it's the fuck's a, it's, Spanx. It, it sucks you in. Uh, yeah, um, sucks, sucks you in. But I sucks I, you in. It's, yeah, it's something like like a black hole. The fuck? Sure, if you want to call it the black hole of fashion, you can. Well, what the fuck is that? I never heard of it. Spanx. Spanx. They're like okay. It's so they're they're like they're com- it's co- it's compression wear. Yes. So it it tightens. It like slims you down a yeah. little bit. It's like, like think leggings but on steroids. And right. They go up to your it's waist. like it helps you get rid of the rolls that you don't want, but they don't because then sometimes it rolls down and it's uncomfortable. But you know what? You gotta anyway, do what anyway. you gotta do. Erica Namba was the next victim to die. She actually undressed before her death. Oh, so, so this is this is the first time that happened. Yeah, correct? so this is the third murder. Mm. So he is getting more, you know, Advanced. demanding mm. because mm-hmm. you know the cops are, you know, they're not catching him. He's thinking he's invisible. He's not going to be caught. He's mm-hmm. getting more confident mm-hmm. with it. You know, he takes several photographs of her in the back seat. Now she's posing naked. At this time, he's probably threatening her. You know, pose like this or I'll kill you or something like this. Mm -hmm. 
He takes several photos of her in the back seat. And by 7 p.m. that night, she was dead in the back seat, hands across the neck like usual. Her body was wrapped in a bed sheet, and then he sticks the corpse in the trunk of his car. But however, he's a really shitty driver, you know, because he's Asian. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I should not be laughing. <laughs> I should not be laughing at that. Okay. <laughs> so he gets so his car becomes stuck in the gutter Ooh. and he gets all freaked out because he can't move his car out. So he grabs the body and he books it to the woods. I guess there's like woods everywhere in Japan. Like it's fucking crazy. It's like everywhere you look, there's woods. Anyway, her body was found in this exact pile of rubbish right here. This is actually the evidence photo. Question. Did he sexually violate this victim as well? After yeah. Death? Oh, yeah. Okay. Bef- after death. So he crosses their arms after each one as if to lay them to rest, which is weird. It's interesting. He's like almost respectful of them. Yes. Like, I just violated you. After he does such terrible things. Yeah. You died. So let's put you in a respectable position, except I'm going to dump your body. Maybe that is him showing remorse or like him kind of being apologetic to the victim. Yeah, I can see that. So he dumps the body in the woods. He comes back to his car, and there's two good Samaritans there standing by the car. When he gets back, when he gets back, they were going to help him pull the car out. And they actually, they actually called the police and said, Hey, this is really weird, this dude, because they helped him pull the car out. And then he didn't say thank you or anything. He just kind of jumped in his car and just, you know, fucking booked it. The body of Erica was actually found several days later. She was 50 kilometers away from her home, which is about an hour and a half drive. Her hands and feet were bound with nylon cord. And her mother, Shinaichi Namba, receives a postcard in the mail. And it's all cut out letters, just like serial killers would send. And it says, quote, Erica.cold.cough.throat.rest.death. What? Now, on February 6th, going back to Mari Kono, mm-hmm. her father gets a box. So he is constantly sending the victim's parents fucking letters That's, and boxes and calling It's them. like he wants to get caught. No, it's right. just like he's, I don't know, it's weird. Anyway, he gets a box on his doorsteps that contains ashes, dirt, frag- fragments of bones, which mm. are his daughter's. Ten baby teeth. Oh, God. Remember, she was four years old. Photos of underwear, photos of sandals, and a sheet of paper reading, quote, mari.bones.cremated.investigate.prove. Now, what the public's going to later find out is that through the months that have gone by, this is about six months after he killed Mari. He has been visiting frequently the decomposing corpse and now mm. bones in that you know that hiking trail mm-hmm. for several months. And in the box, her hands and her feet were missing. Now, this is important hmm. because at the funeral, and go talkmore.com to see the funeral photo that I have. The father reports to the news media trying to get this word out to the killer because he received the box without his daughter's hands and feet. And this is sad. Quote, 
please return my daughter's hands and feet because when she gets to heaven, she won't be able to walk or eat. Oh, my Mm. goodness. Please return the rest of her remains. Wow. That's fucking sad. That is sad. Also, in the box were photos. And there's a couple public photos. Here's one right here. This is a death photo. And also, it's interesting to uh, point out that the letter and the postcards were typed from a photo typesetter. The photos were taken on a Manmaya, which is a brand. It's like Samsung or whatever. Mm-hmm. Six by seven camera. And the box was double walled. The, the reason that's important, because if you have a double walled box around this time, that's what they used to ship camera lenses in. And this ah. guy worked at a printing shop. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the cops, and the cops, I think they did a decent job, but they should have went down this lead of maybe he works in a print shop. Right. You know, but they did actually, from the first murder, put out all these flyers and really try to catch the killer. So you yeah. can't fault them for that. But I think they did miss this one lead of having known the camera which was a unique camera and having the postcards typed from a photo typeset or whatever the fuck that is mm-hmm. and having that box that was double walled. I feel like they definitely missed that uh, opportunity. But, you know, overall, I think they did a pretty good job. You know, at least it's what the papers make it seem. I mean, I think it's interesting that he was sending so many letters to the families, though. Right. That, that may be the area where they could have done better and tracked it. But forensics isn't what it is today either. Another thing I should mention is the coroner did not want to tell the family because they were so distraught that the bones were their daughters, even though he knew. So he did lie about Mm. it, you know, to kind of help not help the family, but kind of like alleviate all this. That's he said there were animal bones, but that actually came out in the paper. And on February 11th, a letter entitled, quote, crime confession was sent to Mari's mother. And it said, quote, I put the cardboard box with Mari's remains in it in front of her home. I did everything from the start of the Mari incident to the finish. I saw the police press conference where they said the remains were not Mari's. On camera, her mother said the report gave her new hope that Mari might still be alive. I knew then that I had to write this confession so Mari's mother would not continue to hope in vain. I say again, the remains are Mari's. Mm. So, and it was the coroner trying to alleviate some of the, the grief from the family. Right. Which I get, but, oh man, I mean. Yeah. You, you know, then truthful. it came out, they tested them again, and he was like, yeah, they, they are hers. Yeah. I was just lying, but fuck, man, you know. That's, that's sad. Like, yeah. It's better you know. to just be honest. Right. The final victim on June 6th, the rat man leaves for the tennis courts like usual, but they were all closed. Now, this is June, so it's been months since he's killed somebody, and he's getting antsy. Antsy, antsy, antsy. This child porn is not doing anymore. He leaves for the tennis courts, but all the tennis courts are closed. But he did find a an opportunity, a five-year-old girl... Ayako Nomoto was playing alone. He pulls out his camera and he approaches the child and 
he's like, you're, you know, you're beautiful. And there's no parents around. Hmm. It's fucking crazy. Anyway, this pervert approaches this five-year-old and is like, you're beautiful. Can I take some photos of you, some glamour shots? And she's like, yeah. And so he starts snapping them, snapping the photos. And he's like, oh, you know what would be great? If I take some, like, candid photos of you, like, bouncing on the seat of the back seat of my car, kind of like having fun, bouncing like uh. trampoline. So they go back to the car, and he's she's like holding his hand, skipping along. Now this is what he said. This is his whole confession. The young girl then notices finally that the deformity on his hands, his fingers look like fucking vampire fingers. She kind of recoils in horror, which angers him enough to put his hands around her neck. And then he later tells reporters that, quote, she kicked and kicked, but went limp in four or five minutes. Oh, then he ties her hands, her feet, puts her in the trunk of his car. He stops by a nearby town of Koniji and he rents a photography camera. And then he carries the girl into his two room bungalow. He strips the corpse, wipes her body with a towel and let me show you the photo of her before I go any further. This is the photo of her on the bed. Oh, gosh. <sighs> he strips the corpse, wipes off her body with a towel. He spreads her legs and using really strong masking tape or duct tape or some sort of uh, strong binding tape. He tapes open Ayako's vagina he like tapes it to her legs so oh it's just completely God. open the you know the Ugh. lips yep. or whatever yep. and then he takes photos with the zoom lens going like inside of her and he starts to masturbate on the victim's corpse now oh god <laughs> this is in his apartment this is the first girl he's brought back to his apartment this goes on for 2 days he oh. is defiling the corpse with this camera, he's taking pictures inside of her and stuff like that. So two days after the murder, the corpse, the smell becomes unbearable. So he's like, fuck, I got to get rid of this thing. Now, this is in an apartment, his two-bedroom apartment. He begins dismembering the body. He actually starts with Ayako's head. And, of course, he removes the hands and feet. He does this to avoid her being identified. Now, keep in mind, this is two days later after she died. He cuts off her head, Ugh. cuts off her hands, cuts off her feet. Then he, this is from him. This is his own words. He, quote, taste some of the flesh. <gasps> oh, no. Like after two oh, days. Oh, boy. No. You oh, do no. not eat meat that's been sitting on the table for two days. Yeah, no. That shit will kill you. Yeah, like mad cow disease. And th and this is where he gets kind of the name the vampire killer is because the I don't know why he chose the hands, but you know the hands that were cut off? Uh-huh. He like lifts them up above his mouth and the blood uh, No, no, no. The blood like runs into his mouth. Uh, mm -mm. Did he eat them like chicken wings? Like I mean, he ugh. didn't I don't oh, think he ate a know. lot of it. You oh, know, I think no. he just tasted it. Oh, no. Oh, no. You know, kind of like Domery. He just wanted a little taste. Ugh. Ugh. I, no. Tastes like chicken. I hope I don't But it would like be chicken. like old chicken that's been sitting on the counter with full it's, of... 
Ugh. E. coli and salmonella. Like, that, that can't be good. Yeah. After he ate some of the flesh, he takes the torso and puts the torso in a public toilet like a porta john. Oh, like Dennis Nilsson. He puts the torso in a porta john public toilet located by a, a nearby cemetery. Oh, gosh. And then he tosses the skull, the only part that was still in his apartment, he tosses it down a ravine next uh. to his home. Okay, now this is the fourth murder. So he's he's getting bad. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, Luckily, once you're getting bad. One person, I'd say you're pretty bad. But, like, if you get to yeah. four, it's But like... now he's, uh, and he's only killed four, so... You know, so you can Only. relax. But on Sunday, July 23rd, 1989, there were two sisters playing Mm-mm. in the Hajiachu Park, which is uh, near a river. This is the actual spot that they were playing in. You see it's kind of wooded, so mm, he was driving uh, down here. It's pretty. Yeah, it's really pretty. It looks like the suicide forest. Every su- every, every, every forest, forest in Japan looks <laughs> right? like a suicide the right. o- I mean, honestly, the only reason that I wouldn't go over there is because I don't want to find anyone hanging from a tree. So this is July 23rd, 1989. The two sisters were playing. He goes up to one of them and is like, just stay here, which is like fucking creepy. He's like, don't you move. I'm going to go talk to your sister. He leads the sister down to a river. Now, luckily, the other sister didn't take his advice or I don't know how like I don't know the situation he never really or at least not in English <laughs> I could find where he explained the whole thing mm-hmm. but one sister was on the road here the picture you just saw mm-hmm. the other sister was led down to a local creek and the sister that was standing on the road she runs home she gets her father the father returns goes down to the creek sees her daughter still alive naked These are like five-year-olds. Her legs are spread completely open, and Ratman has the camera zoomed in, the photo zoom or whatever, Mm. inside of her vagina. Obviously, the father starts beating the shit out of this dude, Mm -hmm. but he gets away. He, He actually escapes. Oh, wow. But he doesn't take his car. He just... He just he books flees. it through the woods, mm. through the suicide forest, mm-hmm. right? He leaves his car. Anyway, a few hours later, he comes back to get his car, and guess who's there? Like a bunch of fucking cops, right? Good. <laughs> they they obviously <sighs> apprehend him. Did the police find in his things these photos that he took of these girls? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There were thousands of photos. Obviously, wow. they didn't release them because there were seven year old four year old girls or whatever i mean it's pretty bad they, they released a couple of that death photo that mm-hmm. i showed you earlier but nothing like and the that child was taken porn. by him. i mean he was making his own child porn dead corpse yeah. child porn Ew. so what do you think happened to this guy um and this isn't canada so it's not 25 to canada. life um i can't remember if japan has the death penalty they actually do that's a really good uh that's a really good point you brought up mm, because they fry his ass because and i was looking this up now this is an article right here from the washington post 
it says Japan hangs three killers as pace of executions rise. So if you read this article, it talks about how initially, or for years, the custom in Japan is doing the executions anonymously, Mm. right? So they won't tell the public like we do, like we know, like you can go in America, get online and see who's about to go up to the chamber next. Like it's all public knowledge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can, you can see that. Mm. Like they make that public, the death, you know, execution. Okay. My date is this, that's all public knowledge in Japan. It's not, it's classified or whatever. And it's anonymous. Mm. So after this happened, I don't know if it's because this, but this Washington Post article was talking about they've kind of gotten away with that. This article says they put three people to death, including this guy, this cannibal killer. This article right here says the headline is Japan executes cannibal killer. And he was actually executed on June 17th, 2008. Wow. So, yeah, about what, 12 years ago? Wow. Holy I mean, shit, it's amazing that it was 12 years how ago. How long it takes people to die on death row. Yeah. Man. Now, the rat man actually blamed everything on the. Uh, on his hands? On the rats. The rats. What? No, so there is this comic book that he would read. It has a character of the rat man, and he said the rat man made him do it. Hmm. And I'm going to show you a picture of that right now. This is the rat man that was telling him to kill people. Kind of like the son of Sam, right? You know, the dog was telling him to kill people. So this is what he was saying. This is a drawing from him, the rat man. So that's how he got his name, the rat man. There is some light to this story. Not much, but something's better than nothing, right? Yeah, Kind of in this story. We'll Mm. take whatever we can get. Yep. On September 6th, the bones of Mary Kono's hands and feet were discovered. Oh, my God. Yeah, and he actually didn't lead detectives to the bodies or anything. They were discovered by a passerby, which means they were returned to the father, even though the hands were gnawed on. Wow. Not by an animal, by him. Oh. Because remember, he kept visiting the bones oh. over and over. And he would gnaw on the fucking hand bones. Uh-uh. Anyway, they were still there. And they were returned to the father, so now his daughter can walk and eat in heaven. Oh. So I know that didn't provide you any. No, that was nice. (laughs) That was nice. I'm glad he has all the remains. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, or whatever's um, left of her. This guy, I don't know, man. It's fucking sad. He, he, he also said that he was also killing cats at the time. He oh. threw cats into the river, oh. killed another in boiling water. Oh, no. And um, he actually claimed that he didn't look at these victims as victims, you know, like little girls, seven, four years old, but quote characters from his comic book life. So he was quite delusioned. Anyway, there was a whole thing whether or not he was insane or not. And there was a lot of back and forth between the defense and prosecution, whether or not he was sane or not. But ultimately, they found him sane enough to know what he was doing, mm. and they executed him in 2008. So that is the Rat Man. Wow. Fucking crazy story. 
Wow. And uh, I did that for you, Danielle. So thank you so much for requesting that. <laughs> we are doing a lot of requests lately, guys. So if you're a Taco Supremo, be sure to get the request in. I know, Sean, you just joined and you said something like, I don't know what I should request. Just request as many as you want. They don't have to be in your hometown. The way that I do them is not in order. I basically do what I feel I'd be really interested in at the time. So sometimes I'm like, I want to do something really gruesome. Sometimes I want to do, I don't know, like a suicide or murder one. It all depends. It's just whatever my bipolarness tells me to do. So be, but, so the best way to get your stories in is request as many as you can. So anyway, that's my Ratman story. I hope you guys like that. Another Japanese story. That was a that was a different one for the a hands Japanese are, story. The hands are gruesome, I know. But that is the the most information I can get from this story. Obviously, this is a Japanese story, so it's not in English. And a lot of the sources, I mean, you can't verify a lot of the sources, but I tried my best to get sources like the Washington Post and stuff like that. But anyway, if you enjoyed this, go to talkmore.com and leave me a comment on this. That's the best way to get in touch with me. I love seeing comments on the blog. I use that as my social media. I don't have Facebook or anything else. So if you want to talk to me, go and leave me a comment on the blog. I'll respond and everything else. I'll get it. I get instant notifications on that. But I hope you guys enjoy this story. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to hit that subscribe button or whatever podcasting app you use. If you like this story, you can follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. If you're absolutely obsessed with this podcast and want to become our rat man, go to talkmer.com slash join. Become a Talko Supremo. Get a badass t-shirt, sticker, swag, a lot of love. Shout it out all over the place. Tell me what story you want me to do. I'll research it dedicated to you right here on the Talk Murder Me podcast. My name is John here with Jen and Nicole. And until next time, good night, you lovely, lovely people.